What's going on, everybody? This is Heath, and I'm here with Steven, and this is Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. Hope everybody enjoyed the great weekend of finally getting to watch college football. Finally. Finally, a ton of exciting games, and we're here to break them down for you and go over the next week's games. Everybody give us a follow on social media, Tillman's Corner Sports Talk, on Instagram and Twitter. Give us follow and give us a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find all our podcasts, all the information about us. But, Steven, it was a great weekend, man. It was. Football's back. Best time of the year. Yeah, it was It was really exciting. A lot of crazy games. Let's just hop right into it, man. So, like I said, we're going to try this new segment. We're going to do... Did I do that? We're calling Did I Do That segment, and guess what? It did not disappoint this week. Did not. If I wish we had people here to guess what it was going to be. But I think everybody, if you watched Sunday night, Florida State versus LSU, you had plenty of did I do that moments. But the one we're going to play for you is the game is Florida State is winning 24-23. to 23. There is no time left, and LSU has to kick a extra point to send it to overtime, Steven. Yeah, you have to use your imagination on that, but obviously that's I think it's Dave Pash. Yeah, Dave Pash going ballistic. Florida, you thought they won the national championship. Like they're rushing the field, they're like jumping up and down, hugging each other, all this stuff. Which it was a, an exciting, I guess, finish to the game. Yeah, well, it was a crazy finish. Intense. Yeah, intense, and and that was the only play that we that we just yeah we could have I could have heard. We could have recorded the whole game, played it for you, and that would be our did I do that. <laughs> so we're just going to break it down real quick because we could have, like, literally, like Steven said, we could have just played the whole last five minutes of the game. But Florida State, LSU scores and makes it – they're down seven, and they hold Florida State to a three and out. And Florida State punts it. Guess what? LSU muffs the punt for the second time of the game. Florida State gets the ball with 220 left, Steven. And tell everybody listening what Florida State decided to do. So – <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious! Florida State, they're down there on the was it one yard line? I think. Yeah, one yard line. They're winning by seven. They don't have to score a touchdown. Yep. If you kick a field goal, it's a two possession game. Yep. It's one minute and twenty four seconds left yep. in the game. LSU has two timeouts. Maybe this is why you and I don't get paid millions to coach a football team. I don't know. I would think the smart thing to do – well, you could do a lot of things. You could take a knee, make LSU, you know, to make sure there's no, you know, fumble to hand off or something like this goes wrong. You could snap it to the quarterback and everybody protect him and he just kind of, you know, hop around for like five seconds and then fall down. bunch of different scenarios you could do. Florida State decides to run a toss play. And, of course, it's a bad toss, a little behind the running back. Running back can't get his hands on it. It's fumbled. LSU gets the ball back with a minute 20 and two timeouts. That's got to be the worst. Like, who? You, we were texting me, you, he, uh, excuse me, Chase and Markwell. Like, who thought, hey, this is a good idea. Let's do this. Even, even if they would have yeah. scored a touchdown – 
I think it would have been the worst call of the game. I really think if Florida State would have lost, they would have fired their coach. That's I horrible. Mean, that was terrible, but that's not even the worst part. So LSU gets the ball, like you said, a minute 24, two timeouts. They had to drive 99 yards. Yeah, on, and they, their offense touchdown. hadn't been good the whole night. Their offense has been terrible. Jaden Daniels, my sister's boyfriend, Matt, huge LSU fan. Hey, he was not happy with Brian Kelly. He needs to step it up. Also said that Jaden Daniels needs to get benched. Anyways, they drove it 99 yards, scored a touchdown with no time left. I'm like I'm excited because I want LSU to win like they're in the SEC. I wanted them to win. I picked them in my pick them. So I'm like, okay, good deal. I, think, I picked them too. And everybody's thinking, actually, a guy I work with was at the game and he said the place was going nuts. And then with the sound we just played you, they missed the extra point and lose the game in heartbreak. Yeah, that was I, and I had a lot of stuff written down. Like, so horrible offense. Terrible. Um, and this we rag I, I you know, I'm hard on LSU a lot. This isn't Brian Kelly coming into a place with zero talent and, oh, he's having to bring them back to glory and they're just a horrible team with zero talent. They don't have as much talent as they've had in years, yes. LSU has talent, though. They have, And then, don't even get me started, Keyshawn Butte, one of the best receivers in the country. I don't even know if he got targeted until the second half. Yeah, he can't get in the ball. They couldn't. I mean, a sweep, a toss, a screen, or something, um, and then <laughs> the targeting penalty on uh, um, number eleven. Number eleven, yeah. dude. That was like if if it doesn't matter if you're a diehard LSU fan, LSU can do no wrong in my book. Type of person, like the dude. The dude sense. jumped up in the air and then ducked his. It's like he was went to headbutt him. It's like he went, you know, give him a little headbutt. And then he turns around and shrugs his shoulders when the flag is stolen. Like, what are you throwing the flag on me for? I didn't do nothing. Yeah. It's like they the, the whole game it, it it was it wasn't a very good showing from either side. I mean, Florida State only won 5 games last year. I think they've had a losing season for 3 years in a row. Yeah. Maybe um so No, it wasn't not, it wasn't a good pretty. showing for both teams. But it was a very entertaining game if you wasn't a fan of either teams just watching it. I know I really enjoyed it. But we're going to take a quick break, listen to our ad, and then we're going to come back and break down all of last week's football games. We're back. Steven, let's break down the Alabama and Auburn games, and let's let's start off with Alabama. We're both Alabama fans. Alabama, they, they absolutely dominated Utah State. Yeah, both teams, Alabama and Auburn, which to be expected from the teams they were playing, uh, so we don't have to spend a ton of time. We'll spend more time next week. But Alabama playing Utah State, um, I think overall looked pretty good. Bryce, you knew it, you know, to expect from him. his performance didn't surprise me. Um, I would say I was pleasantly surprised by the receivers. Again, it's Utah State, but the receivers did look look pretty good. They look, I mean, you know, Burton looked good. Trayshawn Holden, who's actually been there a while. And maybe this is his year that he finally steps up. And then um, Prentice, the true freshman receiver, yeah, did he look? He looked like a. I don't want to say smaller. I think Waddle's a little more muscular, but he kind of reminded me of Waddle. Just extremely quick, extremely yeah. fast. I think he's going to be something special. Uh, but overall, I mean, defense dominated. I mean, I think they gave up. I don't think Utah State passed the fifty-yard line. They didn't pass the 50-yard line the whole first half. Yeah, defense. whole first half was starting defense. Um, we didn't have any sacks, uh, Nick Saban. And, you know, if you're 
I'm not worried about that. I don't think he should be because if you watch the – they got the ball out fast, but also, I mean, we were in his face pretty much every single pass play. Well, on, th- on third and long or third down, dude, they They'd run it. They decided to run the ball, yeah. Third yeah. and ten, they would do a draw or run the ball. And, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with all that. I was really impressed with the defense. But I'd say with the mostly what I was impressed with was Nick Saban, how he's substituting – Nick Saban used to never substitute. He substituted his cornerbacks – he played all four corners. Yeah. He was substituting Will Anderson and Dallas Turner with uh, Chris Brad. Is it Chris Braswell? Chris Braswell, yeah. Yeah, they were all substituting to get each guy, you know, a break. I saw some of the linebackers substitute. Deontay Lawson got in there, you know, substituted Henry Totoa and Jalen Moody. And the defense just looked great. They were flying around. I mean, to not let – it don't matter who you're playing, to not let them pass the 50-yard line the whole first half. And to shut – anytime you shut a team out, it's a great game. Yeah. So, I thought um, our defense looked great, offense. Yeah, and I could see him, honestly, like you talked about the cornerbacks because we have four really good corners really good. that could start on any given day. I mean, I could see it being where if Kool-Aid starts next week and maybe he struggles a yeah. bit, then you bring Eli Ricks in or Kyrie Jackson or Terry on Arnold. You know, you they're interchangeable depending yeah. on who the hot hand – kind of like a running back. Yeah. Who the hot hand, hand is you keep in. I can see him doing that at corner. Um, obviously, some concern with the O-line. Oh, my God. Didn't get much push or pass protect very well against a far less superior team. They're going to, you know, have it uh, – have be going up against better competition yeah. in, in Texas. So – um, and I know, you know, first game, they're figuring things out. Ikior didn't start. He came in later, actually. Yeah, I heard he, he missed five days of practice. I'm not sure why. Um, Maybe injury or something. So, I mean, I'm sure they'll get it ironed out. Uh, I know Latou coming back will yeah. help a little bit and if they need him to stay in and block. So, I'm not too concerned. Yeah, and, and we'll hit more on the O-line when we break down the Alabama-Texas game here coming up very shortly. But I think I was impressed with the running backs, Chase McQuellen – Rodell, Rodell Williams, they both look really healthy. And then Gibbs, yeah. you saw what he was capable of. As advertised. Yeah, with that breakaway. And it really was making me mad because they really couldn't – they weren't blocking for him. Everything he did was strictly him. And you saw his breakaway. And, you know, crazy stat. I don't know if you knew this. I think I may have sent it to you. Alabama only had three carries over 30 yards last year. I don't think I saw that. That's insane. Yeah. That, that's three carries over 30 yards. That's probably why they went and got Gibbs. Yeah. They had two against Utah State. Bryce Young had like a 60-yarder, and then Gibbs had, I think, like a 58, something like that. Yeah, I do like seeing uh, – Bryce. Bri- well, I do like that, but also I like seeing Gibbs and McClellan on the field at the same time. I like – because they're both kind of – Good hands. Good hands. It's like you don't know who's getting the ball, who's going out for a pass, who's blocking them. There's so many different things. I really, really like seeing that kind of mix it up. So, onto the Auburn game. Auburn took on Mercer. I think there was a rain delay, actually, um, yeah. there was during the game. Delay. They ended up beating them, was it 40? Yeah. 46 to 10? or Yeah, look it up. I think it I'll was look it up it's something like that. But but yeah, talk about that. I mean, so, I, they were uh, SEC alternate channel, so I didn't have that channel, so I didn't watch it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just looking at the game and watching, you know, the highlights and stuff. T.J. Finley, he struggled. I'm going to make a bold prediction. If you're an Auburn fan, you may like, you may not. He's not going to be your quarterback halfway through the season. The freshman, Robbie Ashford, Ashford, he came in, really ignited the troops. He's really – he's an athlete, man. He can fly. He had a great run. They were actually both playing a little bit at the start of the the game. Yeah. So, I think maybe he just went with – Brian Harson went with T.J. Finley just because he was – a veteran, and um, yeah, the uh, the um, 
the highlights I saw, he looked really well. Tank uh, Bigsby. Really, really, really good. They really ran the ball down Mercer's Yeah, throat. Mercer's terrible. And you would think, I don't know, again, I'm not a coach getting paid a million, but you would think a team like that, obviously you want to establish what you do, which is the run, but also, you know, your quarterback had 112 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Yeah. Your starter. Now, I didn't watch the game. I don't know if the interceptions were his fault. All I'm saying is this is what the stats say. Nine for 14, 112 yards. You know, you would think a game like that, let's get him 25, 30 passes well, I think to get him weather, some reps. Weather may have a lot that, to that's do true, with it. Yeah. And then, like I said, I really think they're grooming, you know, Robbie Robbie Ashford. Yeah. For the job. But uh, 42-16, that's what it was. 42-16, not a bad victory. But – Let's roll on and Steven, let's look at our upset picks. Up well not upset picks. Upset alerts from last week. I know we had two and one, one we were way off on. Lord, let's just jump right into that game. <laughs> one of our upset alerts, we didn't say it was Georgia versus Oregon, and we didn't say Oregon was gonna beat them. We just said we thought it was gonna be a one score game. Could go either way. And Lord have mercy where we were on. Where were we wrong? I mean Whew, we should have done a did I do that on us. I mean, because that was pitiful. And, you know, Georgia Georgia beat Oregon 49-3. to And I watched that whole game, and let me tell you, Georgia is for real. They look they look really good. Um, they look a lot of it had to do with, obviously, they're a very, very good team, a lot of talent. Some of it was Joe, Bur- or Joe Burrow, not Joe Burrow, um, Bo Nix, Bo Picks. Looked like the same quarterback. He was horrible, dude. He looked like the same quarterback that he's been at Auburn. Not good. He was you know, pitiful. This is his fourth year starting. Is like, how do you, how do you not progress some? No, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be too hard on him, but it's like he he did not look good for a senior that's played against this Georgia team three years, and to, this would have been his fourth year in he a row. Horrible. I th- did not look good. Georgia looked really good. I was Georgia, really impressed. Um, Stetson Bennett looked pretty good. Yeah. Now, I w- offensive line looked. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw Stetson Bennett pull out pull out a lawn chair and build him a little campfire, <laughs> roast some weenies and marshmallows. And I'm not sure if that take a nap. Georgia or Oregon? Yeah, Oregon. They were pitiful. Yeah, but we were way off on that one. But Stephen, go ahead and tell everybody the one you hit the nail on the head. I well to my. I, Detriment. I don't want to say no on the head. I did pick Utah to win, okay. but I put Utah on upset alert, saying they better be ready to play because Florida could upset them because of Anthony Richardson. Now, I was off on the score. I had Utah winning 42-38, but I did have uh, them on upset alert. Anthony Richardson, he's just – have you watched – I mean, the, he's just he's a, a freak. Cam Newton's twin. I mean, yeah, I think look, he's faster. Yeah, I, I saw things today saying he's like a Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, you know, Tim Tebow ish, Vince yeah. Young kind of. He's a strider. Yeah. And now, and if you look at the stats, he only threw for 168 yards. Let me, let me. I saw something today. You know, he was talking about somebody was breaking down him throwing. He, this is something that could be concerning the rest of the year. Apparently, he didn't attempt any passes to his blind side. So, basically, he's a right-handed quarterback. His blind yeah. side would be the left side. So, basically, every pass that he attempted was either middle or to the right side every time. And that's something that could be concerned. Yeah, and he'll progress. Uh, only only had 168 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but he had 106 rushing yards 
and three rushing touchdowns. Um, and then, of course, their running back, 75, uh, their leading rusher after him, 75 yards, one touchdown. So they rushed for four touchdowns. He didn't really need to. And they're surprisingly, because I think both you and I thought it was going to be a high-scoring game, um, surprisingly their defense was pretty solid. So, And I, I can't say that's because oh, Utah's offense isn't very good. Well, they, they brought are. back yeah. a lot of people from last year. They brought back their starting quarterback. Um so Florida's defense looked looked a lot better than I thought they would. Yeah, and let me talk about Utah here for a second. If you listened to last week's show, I had Utah as my four seed in the playoffs. Boy, did they let me down big. Now, I am not jumping off. We're going to get into that in a little bit. I'm not jumping off the bandwagon just yet. Listen, playing in the swamp is extremely hard, especially this time of year. And going from Utah down to Gainesville, Florida is is very hot, and they literally had a chance to win. The quarterback, yeah. they should have – if the quarterback doesn't throw a pick in the end zone, they kick a field goal and the game's going to overtime, and who knows yeah. what happens. So, well, what, I don't want to be too hard on Utah. Was it a three-point – yeah, it was a three-point yeah. game. That's right. Quarter one, 29-26. That's right. I don't want to be too hard on Utah, but, man, I was extremely disappointed. I really do like the quarterback, though, Cam Rising. I just – he played well. He had a lot of rushing yards, 99 rushing yards, or 96. But I was just really disappointed in Utah, the way they came out and stuff. But, you know, another game we talked about last week, Arkansas and Cincinnati. We kind of hit that one We both. Good. I think we both had we Arkansas both took winning. Arkansas. Arkansas won that one 31-24. Yeah, I had them winning. I thought they'd score more points. I had them 38-31. So, I had each team scoring one more touchdown. Yeah, we. I mean, we were – Dead on on that one. But I think the big one let's talk about for a little bit is Notre Dame versus Ohio State. We both were extremely high on Ohio State, and we thought, I got right here, I had Ohio State beating them 42-24, to just Ohio State. I didn't think Notre Dame's I had, defense could keep up. I had Ohio State beating them 38-21. to Yes. And so it, it was 20. Games. Yeah. It was 21-10. to Um. And, again, you can't say it's because, oh, Ohio State's offense isn't going to be that good. Well, they return C.J. Stroud, who a lot of people think is the best quarterback in the nation. will be the number one overall draft pick. Yeah. They return great receivers, great running back, great defense. So, I'm mean, obviously great defense. The whole, they held Notre Dame to ten points. But um, they were definitely expected to put up way more points than that. I think any I – th- I don't know if anybody predicted to, to be that low scoring of a game, especially Ohio State to only score 21 points. Um, there were – so their I mean, receivers did get hurt though. Yeah, I, was, I forgot. I did. Say, I didn't watch the whole game. I was trying to watch like two or three games at once. Yeah, I watched um, a little bit of it and watched a lot of the highlights. You know, Ohio State. I'm still, of course, they're still one of my playoff teams. I'm more impressed with Notre Dame that they did stick in there. They wasn't overwhelmed. Marcus Freeman had those guys ready to play, and Ohio State's defense looks a lot better than it did last year. I know that was their that was their Achilles heel was their defense last year, and they look really good. Now that could have something to do with Notre Dame's offense, but Ohio State looked good. We were kind of wrong on that. We kind of had bigger scores, and Notre Dame beat the spread on that one. So that's right. really impressive. But moving on to we're gonna talk about USC here for a second. Stephen, do you think USC is the only team that can save the Pac-12 for the? For a chance to make the playoffs, college football playoffs. Uh, I'm going to say almost 
0.9% yes. Um, obviously, a lot of things can happen. Teams can lose. Utah and Oregon can move up or something. But I just don't think, especially Oregon, after getting beat down like that, and then they still have to play USC and Utah. So unless they somehow beat those two teams, they have zero chance of making the playoffs. Utah, I still don't. I still don't know if they win out. I mean, I think a lot of teams above them will have to lose, even if they win every single game for the rest of the season. I still don't know if they'd make the playoffs. Um, just because if you're in the Pac-12 or one of these teams in a weak conference, yeah. I mean, it, it might be unfair, but it is what it is. You know, one game could put you out. Um, but I guess it also depends on how high USC is by the time those two play each other and then if they can beat them. I think – I'm going to say no. I'm going to say 50-50. I do think Utah can still get in. I mean, they went on the road and did lose a very close game to Florida. I mean, the thing is, if if we are the media or whoever is voting for these playoffs, if we are that hard on these other conferences for losing games like that, they're eventually just going to stop playing them. Like, what, yeah. what point does it for Utah to go to Gainesville and play Florida if they're going to lose a – close ball game that they really could have won and should have won, you know, why wouldn't they just play these cupcake teams like a lot of these other big big teams do? Yeah. If, so, I do think if they run the table and they really look good, I think they could get into the playoffs 11-1. I mean, the four seed. I mean, right. Cincinnati did it last year, 12-0. They didn't look great. They won one big game against Notre Dame last year and made it. And I, I, think, I think when Utah plays USC, they, USC's already top ten. So, if Utah beats them when they're top 10, I definitely can see them giving that a boost. Yeah, for sure. But uh, we're going to move on. There's not really a lot of, like, big, big games this week. There's a few top 25 matchups. Oh, actually, I don't even know. There's a few, maybe, like, one or two. There's three. Three top 25 matchups. Based off the AB poll, it just got released a few hours ago. Um, so, we're going to talk about that. First off, we're going to start with Alabama at Texas. I'm going to have – Alabama on upset watch. What? Watch. So, you know, a tornado watch means, hey, there's a possibility, there's some clouds, blah, 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 blah. Just be, you know, just watch out for it. Make sure you're on your guard. Tornado warning means, hey, there's been a tornado spotted. There's a very good chance it's about to happen. So, I'm putting Alabama on upset watch, meaning that they have to travel to Texas, 11 o'clock game. It's going to be their brand, man. Yeah, can't bring they don't have the band to back them up, um, but gonna be hot. Which I don't think heat's gonna be a huge factor. I mean, they it's it's hot in Alabama, yeah, it's hot in Alabama. Texas. I mean, whatever. Um, but you never know. Um, again, an early game if they come out they're kind of sluggish, kind of. Um, I don't think Will Anderson will let the defense be sluggish, but he also can't control how the other guys act. You know, he can try to hype them up. So if they come out there kind of sluggish. Sark, who we both think is a great yeah. offensive mind. They have, you know, their quarterback, Quinn Ewers, is very talented, hadn't done a whole lot yet. Uh, one of the best running backs in the country. So, if they come out kind of sluggish, you know, not ready to play, Sark has a great game plan. They might could maybe surprise them and jump on them. But I think the closest it stays is up to halftime. Um, I, maybe halfway through the third. I think Alabama pulls away. I mean, I got – 
Okay, that's the score I got. How the heck is Did that? Did you really? A, yeah, look, right here on my paper. <laughs> right there. How is that an upset watch? Upset watch, as in... My God, what's a upset alert if they come within 20? Pretty much. That's how much... Okay, uh, so Stephen said all that to say this. I think me and Stephen... I had, we both, at when we went over Alabama's schedule before the season started, I said Texas was a potential game they could lose. I had Texas very high. Kind of a, maybe not a trap game, but yeah, it kind was just, of, but not. I mean, Texas is a good team, I think. And, yeah. But after watching Alabama, what they did to Utah State, you know how hard it is not to shut a team out? Utah State is not a scrub. They won their conference last year. It's not like they're yeah. a Mercer or something. They're not a bad team. And so, to to do what they did to Utah State, and basically their coach, Utah State's coach, said Alabama's the best team he's seen in 30 years. Yeah. And I think Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, uh, Chris Braswell, I think they're going to eat Saturday. I can see having five sacks. I can see the defense just dominating. Now, let's just go Let's go over the offensive line. They really struggled. They were making me mad. You got to be able to block, and I know people are saying, "Look, they they're stacking the box." You don't think teams used to stack the box when we had Derrick Henry? Yeah. You got to move. It's about moving a man against his will. You're Alabama. They're Texas. They're coming to the SEC. Let's already let's just show them what we got. Yeah. Hey, I'm projecting <laughs> big. You said 45, 17. I'm gonna change my score. I'm going to go. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to go 45 to 10. 45 to 10. So, touchdown. I just had to get an upset Man, watch to I make just, some excitement in this. <laughs> I'm really, yeah, no kidding. I'm really excited. And I do think the starting at 11 o'clock could be, you know, scary. But, man, I think the leadership of this team is on another level. Yeah. And I, I saw, I don't know how valid the art, uh, article was that Ajay Hall could play in this game, the receiver that transferred. I don't know if he'll do anything. Now, I did see Billingsley is suspended still from something he did while at Alabama, so it must have to do with NCAA stuff. Because why would you do something in Alabama, come to a new school, and still be suspended? So I don't know. But, um, I mean, I you know, I think it'll be a good game. Like I said, maybe up until halftime it'll be close. Uh, but then I have Alabama just dominating, um, led by the defense. Uh, so next game, Tennessee at Pitt. Take that one. Yeah, so this is this is not an upset alert or an upset watch. This is a straight write it down in stone. I if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Come in, tell me I'm wrong. I had a bunch of people texting me saying I was an idiot for picking Utah after Florida beat them. So text me after this, but I'm not gonna be wrong about this one. Tennessee is gonna beat Pitt. And I think they're gonna beat them down. Yeah. I got Tennessee 45. To 28. So that's a 17 point beatdown. Yeah. But, and it's not really an upset because Pitt is ranked higher in the polls. I think Tennessee's 24, Pitt's like 17 or so. But Tennessee is favored. But I got Tennessee big, dude. I, I, I like Tennessee. They got a lot of skill positions. I like their quarterback, Hendon Hooker. I like their coach. Tennessee big. Yeah, I don't think it's upset. I, I, I would mark it down also. Tennessee is going to win, going to win this game. Um, Especially watching the Pitt and Tennessee game, or uh, Pitt and West Virginia game. I mean, I know it's hard to judge a team based off the first game of the season, but I mean, still, they did not. West Virginia is not a good. I'm not gonna say they're horrible, but 
they're not, you know, a high-powered. I wouldn't say they're a high-powered offense, a, a really good team. And West Virginia put up, I can't remember, what was it, like 30-something points? Uh, 31. 31 points. So, I think Tennessee's getting into the 40s. If Tennessee doesn't get into the 40s, that'll be a huge – even if they win, that'll be a huge disappointment if they don't get into the 40s. I mean, I see them just dominating, um, and it's all about the defense. We'll see if, if what Tennessee's defense can do. Uh, I have them – what do you have, 45? 45, 28. So, I'm, I mean, I have 42, 24. I think – and honestly, if Tennessee gets into the 50s, it wouldn't surprise me. Just the, how, I mean, how fast they go on offense, how explosive they can be. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah, so let's go into another one. Uh, Kentucky versus Florida. I'm not making the same mistake I made last week. And Florida, this game's at Florida. Florida actually jumped. They were not ranked. They jumped all the way to 12th in the AP poll, which huh. is insane. That's a pretty big jump. That's a huge jump. I got Florida simply one reason. I think Kentucky could be overrated. Kentucky played Miami of Ohio last week, and they were only up 13 to 10. They were sluggish. They, they 13 to 10. They, yeah. I think Anthony Richardson is too much of an athlete, man. He is a man amongst boys. Kentucky's got a good one, and Will Levis, too, quarterback. But I got Florida. I'm going to say 30, 34, 24. So, I have Kentucky also – or, excuse me, Florida also. It's at the Swamp again, which is another big reason. You know, Swamp's a crazy place to play if you're a visiting team. Uh, like you mentioned, Kentucky got off to a very slow start against their team. Now it could maybe have to do with maybe they were looking ahead to Florida and didn't really pay Miami of Ohio that much, you know, respect. I don't know. But I still think – Anthony Richardson looked great. Again, it's not like he passed for three, 400 yards, but he's so dynamic as a runner that, you know, it's one of those things if you – go hard and try to rush him on the D-line and you break contain, he's going to run. So do you, you, that's in your mind. So as you're, you know, pushing the offensive lineman back, you might just be kind of barely pushing him or not really trying hard to get to him because you want to stay in your lane. Or if they have somebody spying him, that takes somebody out of coverage. Um, just a lot of stuff, you know, a headache that Anthony Richardson can cause a defense, um, defense, defensive coordinator. So I have Florida winning. I think it's going to be – I think it'll be another low-scoring game. I have 27-21. Yeah, and I definitely can see that. I'm really starting to become a fan of Anthony Richardson. My only thing is the throw, and I, I'm not sure about that. But let's hop into the last top 25 matchup, and it's BYU versus Baylor. This game is at BYU, and surprisingly, Stephen, BYU is favored by three and a half points. Is that that surprises you, don't it? It, it does. You uh, had I mean, Baylor. I mean, yeah, I had Baylor in the uh, playoffs. playoffs. Which I don't know a ton about BYU, um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I have Baylor winning thirty-five to twenty-seven. Um, if it if it's even that, I think maybe Baylor takes a big lead, and then toward the end of the game, maybe BYU scores some, you know, late late mop up. late mop up scores, but. Yeah, it's kind of surprising that BYU is favored. And maybe it's because it's at BYU. It's a 9-15 kickoff, our time. So, I don't know. Yeah, PM. Because BYU is over there in that mountain time. So, it's going to be 7-15 their time. 
But starting late could have something to do with the Texas. I don't know. I, I, I actually like Baylor. So I'm going to have Baylor 38-24. I think they're too physical. Dave Aranda is a really good coach. I bet LSU kind of is wishing they had him right about now. Yeah. But he's a really good coach. So I got Baylor. I want to mention real quick one more. It wouldn't really be an upset, but maybe because they're top 25 and it's Vandy. I have Vandy beating Wake Forest. It's at Wake – no, it's at Vandy. Is that at Wake Forest? I think it's at Wake Forest. Um, Vandy's 2-0. and They've looked – their quarterbacks looked really good. Again, haven't played – Great teams, but their quarterback's been dynamic at Vanderbilt. At Vandy. So, there you go. Home field advantage. That 20,000 fans are going to be rocking. Vandy. <laughs> 25,000. I don't know how many That's they have. <laughs> I was going to say 2,500. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I have Vandy beating Wake Forest. I guess call it upset if you want to. I haven't watched Van- enough Vandy or Wake Forest to know what the score is going to be, so I'm not going to predict that. But we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go over some quick NFL uh, for all you NFL fans. Um, So just hang around. We'll come back and do some NFL stuff. All right, everybody, we're back for topic number two. We're going to go over some – we're actually going to go over all the NFL games because NFL, there's only 32 teams, so 16 games. We'll go through them real quick, make our picks, and then we'll come back and talk about a few of those games. So, Heath, who we got? First Thursday night kickoff, Stephen, Bills and Rams. Bills. Bills. Next, Patriots and Dolphins. Dolphins. I got the Dolphins as well. Who'd you have? You you had the Bills? I had the Bills, yeah. I think the Rams could give them a really good game, but I get the Yeah, Rams. I do too. Saints and Falcons. Saints. I got the Saints as well, three for three. 49ers and Bears. 49ers. Me as well. Steelers and Bengals. Bengals. I got the Bengals as well. Eagles and Lions. Eagles. Ravens and Jets. Ravens. Okay. Jaguars and Commanders. Ooh. Uh, I'll go Commanders because I don't know how much Trevor Lawrence has gotten better until I see a few games. Ooh, I will go. I'm gonna go to Commanders as well. Uh, Browns and Panthers. Baker Browns and, return. He's been he's been talking about a lot of yeah. trash. Yeah. Um, I still don't think. I I think I think Browns defense and their running game will lead them to victory. I got the Browns as well, man. We're just hitting the nail on the head. <laughs> Colts and Texans. <laughs> Colts. Packers and Vikings. That'll be a good game. Um mm, I'll go I'll go Packers. Give me the Vikings. Packers always start out slow. I'm That's really true. That's high. True. Really high on the Vikings. I got That's Vikings. That's true. I'll keep my I'll keep it locked Chiefs and Cardinals. David Murphy's Cardinals. At the Cardinals. Oh yeah, at the Cardinals. Hmm. Sorry, David. I got to go Chiefs on this one. Chiefs as well. Raiders and Chargers with a very good game. That's probably the well. That might be the best opening game other than the Bills and Rams. Bucks and Cowboys. Well, go Raiders um, Chargers. 
It's a hard one. I'll go uh, at home. I'll go ch- – oh, man, this is hard. This is that AFC. Yeah. Uh, well, the East. Yeah, West. West yeah. AFC West, best division in football. Uh, I'll I'll go Chargers. Uh, yeah. Mm. I think I think you go either. I mean, I'll go Raiders. Bucks and Cowboys Sunday Night Football. Uh, it's Bucks. Bucks all the way. Yeah. Broncos Seahawks for the Monday Night Recap. Broncos Russell Broncos. Russell Let's Wilson could throw left handed and they still beat the Seahawks. Absolutely, but that's all the NFL games. But we're actually going to go over and really like kind of. Kind of get into details with these, some of these games. So let's really start off with the first NFL season, first NFL game of the year. And man, they put a great game out there: Buffalo Bills versus Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, at the Rams. Um, trying to think, I don't think there was really any major personnel changes. Um, Von Miller. I mean, Von Miller. He was at the Bills. Now he left the Rams and went to the Bills. Yeah. Um, Left the Rams, went to the Bills. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. He hasn't even signed with anybody. It's got a his injury. ACL, yeah. They're scared of signing him. Um, but anyway, yeah, OBJ. I think that's not, not. That's kind of it. I mean, as far as like big, big names. But uh, no, I have. I know we'll probably do this later in the season. But if I had to pick right now, I'd say Bills winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're both really big. Bills fans, they signed Von Miller. They're getting Tredavious White back, who they didn't have last year. Their best defensive player, he's a cornerback from LSU. And they signed Jameson Crowder for a slot receiver. They got Dallas Cook's brother, James Cook, from Georgia. The Bills are loaded. I won't be surprised if the Rams sneak them here. Aaron yeah. Donald, Cooper yeah. Cup. Aaron Donald's a They freak. signed Allen Robinson from the Bears. So they're really good. But next game we want to hit because they're kind of local, Saints and Falcons. What are your thoughts on that? Jameis Winston. Back. Did you see? Was it Bart Scott on? Oh, yeah. I can't remember the name. The show, Get Up. Get Up. If, you, if Get Up is a sports show, and they were talking about <laughs> different things, but they were talking about the Saints and Bart Scott. He did he say Jameis Winston was gonna win the MVP? Win MVP? Did he say lead him to the Super Bowl? I know he said he said he Jameis said Winston is gonna. I think win. he did. I think he had picked him for the Super Bowl. Um, win the MVP. Which is kind of ridiculous, I think. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a bad quarterback, or is a bad quarterback. I know when he was at the Bucks, I mean, he literally couldn't see because he didn't wear his contacts. Which yeah, he had to get blows LASIK. my mind. He had to get LASIK eye surgery. Um, but I mean, I think I think James could be, you know, maybe at best slightly above average in the league. Um, but it also depends on. Michael Thomas can come back, give him a big time weapon. They um, they drafted was it Garrett Wilson yeah. out of Ohio State? Should be a pretty good receiver. Um, they'll have a good running game, good defense. Um, I just the Falcons aren't going to be very good this year. Um, it doesn't matter if it's Mariota or Ritter as their quarterback; they're just not going to be very good. So the, the Saints, I think, probably I mean they could beat them by twenty one. Yeah, I think the Falcons are on uh, top pick alert. CJ. Stroud, Bryce Young, or Anthony Richardson, whoever they want there at the top pick. Could be Anthony Richardson by the time it's up. Wait. Yeah, he's a, so- a redshirt sophomore. He's a redshirt sophomore, yeah. Okay. And then our next game we're going to hit, we got two more Ravens and Jets. I'll go on that one. I'm a huge Ravens fan. They could be a sneaky Super Bowl team for me. I think Lamar Jackson has a lot to prove. He's wanting the huge contract. I think he's got a lot to prove. I think he's going to do it. He's got to throw the ball better. And they're getting all their 
Dude, they were – They had a lot of people hurt last year. Insane. Their secondary was so depleted. Marlon Humphreys, Peters was out. Their running backs, they basically lost all their running backs. They're getting yeah. all them back. Uh, they did lose the receiver, Hollywood Brown. They traded him. They got a new center, Tyler Lindenbaum, from Iowa. He's a really good center. And I think they're going to be good. Yeah, I think, you know, with a running quarterback, obviously you're always worried about him getting hurt. Um I would. Just, I don't know why. Obviously, Ravens. They're a run first team. Uh, run it way more than they pass it. Um, but you know they got rid of Hollywood Brown. They have Mark Andrews, he, who's probably the best tight end in it. Yeah, who's a receiving tight end, and then Rashawn Bateman, I think. But it's like, I, I don't know. It just don't seem like their skill players are, are very, very good. As far as wide wide receivers, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, he's electric. I think if everybody still everybody stays healthy, like you mentioned, they had so many people get hurt last year, and the Jets just aren't very good. Jets are atrocious. So they're on Will Anderson watch. Yeah. They so might. yeah, the last game of the night we're going to talk about is probably I know probably my one of my two favorite teams. Because I like uh, Tua Tungvaloa and I like Mac Jones. Is the Dolphins versus the Patriots? Uh, I'll give my thoughts real quick. I like the Dolphins in this game. The Patriots have lost four out of the last five against the Dolphins. I think Tua is going to have a bounce back year. I think getting Tyreek Hill, and to me, even more getting Mike McDaniel's, a coach that believes in you, believes in you, an offensive-minded genius, apparently to some people. They say he's really smart, like a Kyle Shanahan, you know, who's a Sean McVay kind. I think they're going to sling it around. They got Tyreek. They got Waddle. They got Mike Gusecki. Got a couple good running backs. I got Miami in this game. Yeah, I have Miami also. I have Miami big, honest. And I say big, big, big as in two touchdowns minimum because of what you said. Their offense, they got Tyreek Hill, fastest receiver, in the NFL, can really stretch a defense. And even if he's not getting the ball, can open up stuff for Mike Gusecki and Waddle and Cedric Wilson from the Dolph, uh, the Cowboys. And even their running backs are, can, you know, catch the ball. And then I think they're going to have a good running game because that's what his offenses are based off of. Um, I think their, de- their defense was, you know, pretty good last year. And they got pretty much everybody back. So I think they'll have a good defense. But, yeah, I think, like you said, having a coach that believes in him, Obviously helps his confidence, and then putting him in a place to succeed. Um, they, I think, they got better on the offensive line in the off season yeah. with some. Uh, they signed some people. Armstead from the Saints, one yeah. of the best left tackles. Armstead in the game. from the Saints. They signed one guy that was starting for the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know. Everybody, some people were just they swear by Bill Belichick. Just oh, trust him. Oh, trust him. I don't know, man. He's made some weird moves this offseason. They don't even have an offensive coordinator. Um, everything you've read and heard now it might just be smoke, but everything you've read about camp is that Mac Jones is really, really sh- struggling. struggling yeah. And again, and I don't think it's because of him. I mean, he did good as a rookie. I think it's because of the inconsistency and the you know the goobers and offensive coordinator that they have. So and and as a, the offense as a whole, not just Mac. Everything you've he- heard and read is that the offense as a whole 
has not looked good. Even in their preseason games, haven't looked good. Yeah. Well, that's it for tonight's show, Stephen. We it. really appreciate everybody for listening. We continue to follow us on social media. I know we've been getting a ton of feedback on the polls we've been putting out. We're letting people vote on these games and kind of people are sending us questions about what they like and what they saw from last weekend. And just continue to do that. We love it. Send us videos. Send us your questions. Anything you want us to talk about, even if it's stupid, send it to us. We like to laugh. But don't forget to follow us at Timbers Corner Sports Talk. Follow us on social media. Follow our podcast. Give us a five-star rating. Think we did good. Steven, anything to say? No. I'm ready for some more football. Let's get it. Hey, roll tide, baby. Roll tide.